Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 115. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to do the bonus episode where we review The War of the Spark. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We are going to review the new War of the Spark set, the set that has made magic just go freaking viral all over the world yes and we're going to take a look at it truth be told true facts uh the spoiler season is not done yet no, as we we're recording so, this episode we're so bad <laughs> but just with easter and with timing we just couldn't get it in next week so we're going to do it now so we're going to miss out on i'm assuming ujin yeah and if, i think if that's, there's any other god eternals yeah there's a couple of things that are probably going to get spoiled right after this episode is recorded and you know, we're going to look like idiots but you know no you know what here's the thing um we we aren't on our set reviews we don't traditionally talk about all of the things that everybody else is talking about yeah we pick out the stuff that we like and, so yeah you want to hear about all the planeswalkers listen to every other planeswalker cast want to hear some of the stuff ooh, shot, maybe, shots fired well <laughs> if you don't want to sound like everybody else don't talk about what everybody else is talking about what you said yeah um so they're releasing the spoilers for War of the Spark in like in accordance to how the story of War of the Spark plays out. I really like that. I love it. But here's the thing. We don't know how it's going to end yet. We don't know if there's going to be an Ugin. We don't know if there's going to be more gods. We don't know what's going to happen, right? Maybe the Eldrazi will come. We don't know. Uh, probably not. But yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to miss some. But you're going to hear about those prolific moments from other content creators you're going to hear about some very cco style cards from your boys ryan and brando yeah buddy um that being said how in f do we actually like cut this down into an hour because there are so many cards that i want to talk about well we're just going to have to pick the best ones ryan that's how we always do cream of the crap as we are i was going to say or the worst ones and then you said cream of the crap and I think we're in agreement. We don't always play the best stuff. Sometimes we just play the stuff that goes in our stuff. And I think that's what we'll focus on. Like maybe it'll be the stuff that everybody's talking about. Maybe it won't be. But hey, if you are just here for Planeswalker review, sorry we disappointed you. Yeah, very much so. Real quick, I got the social media coordinates this week. I'm going to blast them out. Okay. If you think that we're wrong on anything, Get at us, at CCO Brando on Twitter. <laughs> if you think that we're geniuses and hit the nail on the head, get at us, at CCO Podcast. That's me on Twitter. <laughs> Good job. If you would like to have a deck list submitted for Arc of Audience coming up uh, next week? Next week. Next week, yeah. This is Wednesday that you're listening to this. Yep. And next week is Arc of Audience 2.0. What did you call it? Revenge. Yeah, the revenge. Uh, get after us on our Discord. You can gain access to that through patreon.com forward slash CCO podcast. And don't forget to link your Discord account to your Patreon account. I'm getting lots of questions about that. That's a thing you do through Patreon settings. I forgot to mention that last week. <laughs> okay. That's the thing. No list this week, of course. No I'm, list this week. I, I'm looking at you and I'm trying to like get the knowledge out of your head of the things that you usually say. <laughs> um, and then if you're not a patron, if you're not on the Discord and you want to send us a list for Arc of Audience, commandercookout at gmail.com. That's the one. And finally, uh, we didn't mention it last week. Don't forget to check out new show, Commander Ad Populum, coming out. Oh, yeah. That's that's our new thing. It uh, should be coming out in May? May 1st-ish, I think. It'll May. be in there somewhere. Yeah. 
you could head to commandercookout.com for details on that. Set review? Set review. Set review. We review them in order of color pie and then all that other kind of stuff. So we'll start with the white stuff, move into the blue, black, red, green artifact stuff. Yeah. Uh, are we going to touch on like lots of planeswalkers or just the ones that we want? There's 36, right? The, they the were- one that I think, honestly, looking at this, I think there's only one that I for sure want. Other ones I'll, I'll be happy to have if I open them. Yep. But there's only one that I'm specifically after. And and it's white. Ooh, Riri. what? Yeah, but yeah, there's so there's one, and and that's it. Yeah, there's there's probably a bunch that are like really powerful in EDH. Maybe we hit them up if if we want to. I don't know. Nah. There's a couple that I think that are actually really good. Some of them are excellent. Like the first Teo the Shield Mage, she's great. Yeah, get, get she he she he they doesn't matter. The uh, I don't know whatever gives you hex proof. It's good. Gives you hexproof. So you had said that these are kind of like enchantments. Yes. And they maybe reduce the casting cost of an enchantment and put it on a planeswalker that is traditionally easier to kill than an enchantment because you can attack them with creatures and they only have minus abilities. So you can't ever like protect them by plussing them. Yeah, unless you're proliferating them. But that that's another story. Yeah, that that is a strategy that you have to build around. Give give Teo what's what's the deal with this? What is this about? White two five loyalty planeswalker. You have hexproof as a static ability minus two create a zero three white wall with defender. So it minuses Teo to make a protector. So you have like three loyalty left over and a blocker. Yeah, and hexproof. It's fine. What is that going? Oh, I don't want to play it. Oh, that's just I'm just saying that, that was the first. Planeswalker that I looked down and saw. Oh, that wasn't the one that you. No, like, the one. Oh, the one that I want. The one that I want is the Wanderer, dude. Oh, and it has nothing to do with. Oh, who is it? I don't give a shit who they I, are. I got it. You want her because she's sexy. Nope. Oh, she, she is that as well. But that's not why I want her either. She is a five loyalty, four mana Planeswalker. Prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to me and other permanents I control, specifically to me. And that, you know that's what? her static. Yep. Yeah. And then minus two exile target creature with power four or greater. Don't care. I don't take damage from earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. I don't take damage from lightning bolts, fireballs, comet storms, hurricanes. You know what else isn't taking damage in the deck that I play her in? All of your creatures? All of my creatures because she's going straight into rune tail. And I am not taking damage ever. That's actually, that's good. That That's a terrible deck that gets a little bit better. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a fine card that goes into a junkie deck and makes the junkie deck better. Okay. I'm actually really excited I didn't take that deck apart. I was going to take it apart for a while, but now as I get new things and new cards are coming out, I'm really excited about it because it's just, it, it's it's getting there. It's going to get there. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I like the progression of decks like that. Me that's, too. That's how my um, Lord of Tressorhorn is. Yeah. Junker. But it's getting good. It's getting okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How about Atomic Distinguished Advocist? Oh, I Did love... Did I say all of those words right? Uh, Atomic sure. Distinguished Advocist. Yeah, I, I hate this guy and love him at the same time. Yeah, put him in the long line of uh, white hate bear stacks cards, right? Yeah, but <laughs> this one specifically hates on decks that I play. Okay, like white... Like Grace or Omnath. Let, let, that's okay. I, that's okay for me. I'll play it all day. Okay, let's <laughs> give him a read. White, white. Two, three, human advisor. So he's got the human creature type. That's probably good. For some unknown reason, he flies. It doesn't make any sense. He's a human in white and is already a two, three and flies. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Okay. 
Lands on the battlefield and land cards in graveyards can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. Your opponents can't play land cards from graveyards. F. So, so it shuts off things like Omnath and Wind Grace. It shuts off Wasteland and Strip Mine effects if you're playing, I don't know, Legacy. Yeah, Wasteland and Strip Mine effects. Yeah, yeah. that's actually, that, that, that card's cool. He's a good card, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, you know what I like? Ravnica at War, exile all multicolored permanents for four mana. That just probably just kills all the commanders at the table. It's a cool sweeper. I like that lots, yeah. Yeah, you can build around it. Like, you know what? In your mono white deck, doesn't touch nothing. That's like a one-sided board wrath, maybe. Yeah. Sort of. It, I don't know. There are times when it's not going to get anything, but there are other times where it's going to blow somebody out. How often are people playing, like, um, uh, Jesse's Phoenix deck, like the mill deck? How many... Uh, black blue guys does he have in there like half half the creature suite yeah get them all yeah gone get them <clears throat> I like single combat as well each player chooses a creature or planeswalker they control then sacks the rest players can't cast creatures or planeswalker spells until the end of your next turn for That's, five mana that is so good so they pick their best thing and then they ditch all the rest and yeah. then they can't cast anything I, I forget who it is that talks about Vidalcan Orrery all the time as one of those spells that's just overlooked. But let's just say hypothetically that you didn't cast this on your turn. Everybody just sits there not playing Creatures and Planeswalkers for the round of the table until it's your turn. Well, even if you did cast it on your turn, that would, that's still the case, right? No, because it's the end of your next turn. Or is it next turn, not this turn. I thought it was the end of your turn. Players can't cast creatures or planeswalker spells until the end of your next turn. Ooh, ooh, I misread that. Okay, what else is in what what else is in white? Uh you know what? Shout out to Lenny who came to GP Calgary with us a few weeks ago. Tons of stuff for his five color Zada deck that uh, is just like instant speed, target Zada with something white, and then draw a card. They we're looking at uh Defiant Strike would be one of those, plus one plus oh for one white draw card. I don't know if that's good enough for five colors Zada, but I mean, it's, it's it, probably fine. It could go in there. Last white card I want to p- point at, lots of people probably talking about this one just because it's so effing cool, is Parhelion the second or Parhelion two. Yeah, I like Parhelion two. Yeah, I like that lots. It's a five five for white, white six. It's a vehicle with crew four, and whenever it attacks, it's got flying first strike vigilance, and it makes flying vigilance angels sarah angels oh. and it cruise for four it cruise by a sarah angel it's so good that's just so cool yeah and sarah angels got god dang vigilance that card if you look at it in the story i f- i picture in my mind is like the army of ghosts in lord of the rings where it's like oh all hope is gone and the the army of ghosts comes in and just kills all the orcs yeah it's like, oh, the zombies, the Eternals, they're getting us. And then, like, the clouds part and the sun rains down on the fourth day into the west comes this great big battle space cruiser that's shooting sun lasers yeah. and firing angel missiles out the side. Ho, ho, ho. I can hear several different types of, like, really bassy, deep, and loud, like, war barge theme music. Oh, yeah, mixed yeah. with, like, that really blah from... Uh, What's that? Uh, what's that? In, what's that movie? Inception. Yes, you got it. You got there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, should we move to blue. 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 I have uh, a couple things. You know what? The God Eternals that have been spoiled so far are insanely powerful. They're so good. What in the? A- okay, let's go. God Eternal Kefnet, Zombie God. First of all, they're zombie creature types. They're zombies. Yeah, and there's a green one, so you get another green zombie for mm-hmm. any of you five color zombie people. <laughs> FYI. 
I said this on the Discord, mono black or bust if you're playing zombies. Just throwing <laughs> it out there. Anyways, 4-5 zombie god for blue blue 2 flying. You may reveal the first card you draw each turn as you draw it. When you reveal an instant or sorcery card, copy that and you can copy that card then you cast it for two less mana. This is the weirdest ability because you're like... Because you still draw the card. Yeah, but you copy that card and you may cast the copy. You're copying the card. So you have like an invisible card in your hand that you can just cast later. Yeah, but you you you, you have to... This deck is a, this, I this have to, a dirt bag. This is, this is so weird. I'm not sure if you have to like cast it as you as you draw it or cast it as the resolution of the effect for two less mana. I haven't, I don't think we've gotten that wording yet, but you cast it for two less. And um, anyways, the, all these God Eternals, when they die, you can put them into your library third from the top. That's fine. That's it's it's like a get your God back thing, right? Yeah. It's, that's typical. But it's yeah, fine. you just, you Sensei's Divining Top or you scroll rack your extra turn card and you just take infinite turns with this. Like this is mono blue CEDH commander written all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. What about Findlethip? I you like him. This, yeah, I do. This is Elvish Visionary in blue. This goes right into Animar. Yeah, it does. Blue, yeah. draw a card, get Animar bigger. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's yeah. good. That's a cool card. Sick. Uh, lots of talk about this one. A card that uh, I will probably end up picking up a bunch of because I love the type in Spark Double. It's a clone. Yeah, and it clones something with a plus one, and if it's a legendary, then it's not legendary. Yeah. So it, it's a cool card. I want to point out lots of people are super hard for this card, but it only copies your shit. Uh, yeah. And that's a real drawback for clones, because it doesn't let you get their Galta, or their Nezahal, or their huge beater, their Nick Bolas Planeswalker. You don't get that. You yeah, get your, you, you get your own. You get your Jace, your Kiora, your you know Kasima. You, you don't play it in mono blue, you play it in, and you don't play it alongside 87 other clones. You yeah. play it in a deck that has good stuff that you want to copy. 100%. I think that's where you play it. What about, I know you like Silent Submarine. I love Silent Submarine. Silent Submersible. Oh, yeah, sorry. 2-3 vehicle, crew 2 for blue-blue whenever it deals combat damage to a player or Planeswalker, you draw a card. And you know why I love it? It doesn't have Island Walk. It doesn't have Island Home. It has no evasion at all. It is the worst submarine <laughs> yeah. ever. It is the worst. I oh, love it. They learned their lesson from Smuggler's Copter. So Smuggler's <laughs> Copter is in standard, and they were like, hey, we've got this silent submersible here. We're going to, whatever, make it unblockable. And then they're like, oh, no, we had to ban a card in standard. Quick, change the print, change the print. Yeah, yeah man. Yes. And make it harder to cast. Yeah, I, I love that we're getting vehicles. I love that yeah. that's a thing that they're continuing to do. Yeah, vehicles are cool. I like that, yeah. too. You were talking about Lazatep plating before the show. Oh, dude. Uh, first of all, you and permanence you control gain hexproof until end of turn. For two one, um, yeah. For, for one, for, for blue one, blue one, blue and two, they rhyme. Kill your guy, Lazatep plating, cool. Like everything gets whatever, right? It's not as good as indestructible. It's cool, but it gets around like exile effects, which yep. indestructible doesn't. The thing I really like about this is it also has a mass one. So put a plus one plus one counter on an army you control. If you don't control one, create a zero zero black zombie army creature token first. And then you put the counter on it. Like a germ token. 
Yeah. Like a living weapon token. Yeah, so it gives you a dude, and it makes your other dudes um, have hexproof. Cool. You know exactly who is an army? Oh. Mistform Ultimus is an army, and he is now officially going to get a plus one, plus one counter and gain hexproof until end of turn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's going to be a cool foil with, like, the... The fire stuff coming, yeah, it's yeah. going yeah, to be awesome. Those Lazotep things, the coating on all of those Eternals, I think, is going to look really neat in foil. Yeah. You know what I like is um, uh, Casmina's Transmutation? Whoa. Try that one again. Casmina's Transmutation? Did I get it? I think it's got a frog on it. Yes, but he still looks like an Eternal. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, enchantment Aura Blue 1 Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature loses all abilities and has base power and toughness. 1-1. One, one. Super good. Yeah, it's kind of like your Dryad or your Song, Song of the, of the Dryads, Dryads or, or you're imprisoned in the moon. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's it's very good. Yeah, turn to frog, I guess, right? Turn to frog that doesn't go away at end of turn. Yeah. All right, on to black. You like black more than I do. You pick the first card we start on. I'm going straight to Liliana Death Horde General. Is it because she's sexy? <laughs> sure. Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also because she's a six loyalty six mana planeswalker and her static abilities whenever a creature you control dies draw a card that's <laughs> that's madness <laughs> what and it's not non-token it's any creature just whatever. a creature holy shit i don't know like do we run sack outlets do we run sweepers do we do things die do i just unprofitably block and draw cards probably all of those things just are good now yeah um Plus one, create a black zombie creature token, two, two. There's your run, I guess that's a profitable block. Because you didn't. You don't give a shit about that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a plus one to make her go to seven, and then I draw a card when I block with it. What? <laughs> this card is awesome. Okay, <laughs> minus four. Each player sacks two creatures. It's like I just would draw cards when I do that. Yeah. Um, what is that, barter and blood? Barter and blood, and I draw two. As long as I have two creatures. Yeah. If I have zero creatures, barter and blood. It's still good. Still not too bad. Yeah. And then her minus nine. Woofda. Each opponent chooses a permanent they control of each permanent type and sacks the rest. Ah. Uh, That's fine. It, yeah, it's fine. It's not great. Like, I'm using her for her static and first two abilities. That, honestly, it's not actually that good. No. Other than getting all of their lands except for one. That's actually really good. Is Liliana the villain of this story next to Nick Bolas, or is she not? Has she turned on him? In the trailer, looks like she turned on him. I don't know. Um, at the end of Dominaria, it was unveiled or revealed or whatever that her contract that she was you know, killing the four demons for so she could control her own life or whatever, her contract is actually held by Nicol Bolas. Of course it was. And uh, what because she, I think secretly, I don't know if this is like canon or whatever, if anybody's released anything on this yet, I think that secretly she's like the most powerful planeswalker besides like Nicol Bolas and, and Ugin. I think that she is it. And she is the one that is going to be like, fighting leading the charge against bolus because she is the most powerful planeswalker and it's about her i think that that's what it's going to be about you heard it here first and um she's got the chain veil if you look in the uh, in the picture of death horde general she's got the chain veil back so she somehow got that from garrick i think who had it i don't know fill us in on twitter or in the discord maybe we can like not sound like complete idiots 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I haven't followed the story for quite a while, so it's just like. But she's whatever. she's got the chain veil, which is like one of the most powerful things a planeswalker can have, and she's gonna fight Nicol Bolas to like get her life back. I don't know. He's like a bad boyfriend that is it's not like he won't stop <laughs> calling, and she got to get a restraining order and shit. He's like Jennifer Lopez's boyfriend in Enough. Oh yeah. yeah. And then she's gonna learn to box, and she's gonna go back, and then make it. Lo- she's gonna break into his house, and then make it look like. He lured her there to kill her, and then she's going to beat him to death. Yeah, that actually, they, I think they just stole that storyline from War of the, like, from Enough. Probably, yeah. You know, hey, we were talking about this before the show. I think that this set looks a lot like the Phyrexian invasion on Dominaria a la 2000. Totally does. Yeah. It feels like Amonkhet because they're just kind of porting Amonkhet onto Ravnica, like the Phyrexians did to Dominaria. Yeah, they're overlaying Wrath onto whatever. Like. Yeah, are they just like recycling story? I know that they're not, but it, it kind of feels like that to me as somebody who was entrenched in the story 20 years ago. They probably are recycling it a little bit because it was a great idea, and most players now don't know that much oh, about dude, the old we, story. We are so old. I know. We're, we've been here for too long. Should we move on to... Yeah. Bond. We're we're eternal like Bontu. Yeah, we are God <laughs> eternal Ryan and Brando. And we are like a weird crocodile that has no belly. That's strange. You read this one. I'm in love with this one, but you read it. Black Black 3 for a 5-6 zombie god with menace. When God, when God eternal Bontu enters the battlefield, sacrifice any number of other permanents, then draw that many cards. You remember that card? Uh, Urza's Saga? Is it Recycle? No. Reprocess. Reprocess. There we yeah. go. Yeah. And then if it dies, you put it third from the top of your library, yeah, right? That, that guy's just good. Dust all your useless shit, get better shit. Or just dust all your shit and draw it like 20 and combo? Yeah, that too. Oh, man. This card is so awesome. And it's a zombie. Of course it's a zombie. Well, yeah, of course it's a zombie. It's an eternal. Yeah. But it's like a relevant creature type. Here's one that I'm super pumped about. That I'm, I'm, I'm sure other people have noticed this, but Better Blossom. Eh? Oh, yeah. No, Better it's, Blossom. It's, it's definitely worse Blossom. Isn't, is it worse? A hundred percent. This is not Bitter Blossom. It is not as good. Because the creatures don't have flying. Uh, yeah, and they're not as good. Because they don't have flying? I guess they are zombies, though. Yeah, they're... Zombies are always relevant. Yeah, they're zombies, and you can make them bigger instead of making a bunch of them. Yes, this is a go tall bitter blossom instead of a go wide bitter blossom. You can go wide too. Can't. Can't? Read it again. A mass one. Oh, you're right. Mm. You can't just choose to make other ones. That's right. That's terrible. If you always sacrifice the one that you get. To draw a card with Liliana. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a thing. Or to your god eternal Bantu by just like reanimating it every turn. Yeah. I don't know how you do that, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it away. Yeah, that's right. Um, I like, of course, I like Bolas's Citadel because it's a dirty, stinking combo card. Yeah, it's just a combo all day long. That's what that is. You pay life to cast things from the top of your library, and then you just sack all the things to kill people. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Yeah, that. Uh, um, how about Massacre Girl? That's like mini Massacre Worm. Apparently, she was a big time story human. Ben was saying that little Ben, f you, Ben. Since she was a person yeah. that people knew they wanted to see her on a card, and here she is. I've never heard of her before. I've never heard of her either, but boy howdy is her card good. 4-4 four, four Menace for 5. She's legendary. 
Cool. So right out of your command zone, you've got a you've got a sweeper type effect. That's always powerful. When she enters a battlefield, each other creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. Whenever a creature dies this turn, each creature other than Massacre Girl gets minus one, minus one again. Yeah. So you So it stacks. You get the you get the one ones. Which gets all the two twos, which gets all the three threes, which is the four fours, five five six six. It gets everybody. Yeah, yeah, just like it grows and grows and grows and grows. It's so crazy. Uh, I think it takes a little bit of a setup with like maybe you run in your massacre um, girl deck, you run dread horde invasion and bitter blossom. Yeah, that probably just gets all creatures. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll get you. That's probably fine. It'll get you there. What else we got in black? Hey, what what about? Uh, I know we're a commander podcast, but I love me some some other formats. Liliana's Triumph is a black one instant. Each opponent sacks a creature. If you control a Liliana Planeswalker, each opponent also discards a card. That could have EDH applications. I agree. It could. Um, there are more Lilianas to play in EDH than there is in Legacy or Modern, where you play Liliana of the Veil. Yep. But you definitely play Liliana of the Veil and Liliana's Triumph. Those are those are pretty sweet. Sack yeah. a creature, discard a card for two mana. It's pretty good. <sighs> yeah. That's fine. I want to touch real quick on Lazatep Behemoth because it has the word Zombiepotamus on it. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. give I'm gonna give Wizards credit for allowing the word Zombiepotamus to be printed on a card. Zombie Hippo 5-4 for Black 4. Full that, stop. That's it. And then it just says Zombie Potamus. That's awesome. I like that. Do you put it, um, probably goes in like Vanilla Tribal. Sure. With your Yargle as the commander. Mono Black <laughs> Vanilla Tribal. Is there enough Vanilla Zombies to, to make that a deck? Probably. 100%. We, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. we could make that happen. That yeah, seems like something that we would do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, should we... Should we move to red? Oh, the dangerous, dangerous red. Ooh. First card that pops up, Ilharg the Raise Ro- the raise Boar. I know that this is good. People are saying this is good. I don't know what it does, though. Just give it a read. It is a 6-6 six, six Boar God for Red Red 3 with Trample whenever it... Ju- atta- Say no more. 6-6 six, six Trampler for 5. Yes. Continue. Oh, there's more. There's more. It also has God, so it goes third from the top if it dies. So you, get it, so you get it back. So he's not Hazaret, but whatever. He does he's, the same thing. Can, can we can we twist that? Is he Piggeret? Is he Bor? Borat? Borat? <laughs> yeah. So Borat. Got it. Whenever Borat attacks, you can put a creature card from your hand into play, tapped and attacking, and that creature goes back to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. So if you have something with like a does damage trigger or just something that's a huge idiot, you can just get in there. What's the one that's got um, like suspend, but it's like uh, nine and red to suspend it, and then you can sack land to take off time counters? I know the cards you're thinking of, but I can't think of that. That. What about stuff like um, Ulamog? You, yeah, I was gonna say like Keldon Champion or whatever, because he comes into play and bolts something. Keldon right. Fire Bombers sacks land. Yeah, blow all the land out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every turn. Yeah. Or just like yeah, like. Um, Whatever enters the battlefield and blows land up, that's fine. Yeah, you can play all kinds of crazy shit with this guy. Another He's... another mono-red commander that's going to focus on blowing up land that nobody's actually going to play. Yeah. That's fine. He's fine. He's good. He's good. I think people are going to play and pick him up. 
and it's going to be good. How about finale of promise? Oh, dude, I like that. Lots. We're just is... we're just reading every red card. This is awesome. Yeah, this is, yeah, this all, is where we live. Them. So this is sorcery, which is a little bit too bad because uh, electro dominance exists right now, and I haven't got a chance to test that in my mono red storm deck. <laughs> but I think that this might be better. They both they both are a cast trigger, and then they cast something else. This one is red red X sorcery. You may cast up to one target instant card and or up to one target sorcery card from your graveyard, each with converted mana cost X or less without paying its mana cost. If a card cast this way to be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. If X is 10 or more, copy each of those spells twice. Wow. And then you can choose new targets. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm selfish, of course. And I'm thinking of my mono red, like CEDH Zada combo deck, where I just go like red, red, X equals one. Draw 25 cards. Draw 25 cards. Yeah. Yeah. Traditionally in EDH, I'm sure it's going to be like red, red, 10, cast like six things. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and in big red, like that's just, this card just wins you the game if you can cast six, 10 drops from your graveyard. Like, this deck isn't a mono red card to me. It's like a red blue this, card. This card is a red blue card. Yeah. Maybe red, green, red. It, but in red, it's like if you cast any, most of the high end red things that cost 10, you don't want to cast them more than once because or it's, the, a, like it's I'm obliterate. Thinking, or it's insurrection and you just win the game anyways. Yeah. Like, like does this just represent insurrection two if insurrection one gets countered? <laughs> maybe it could. It gets you your chaos warp, and then it gets you your insurrection. You know, if if this just represents insurrection two in your mono red deck, isn't electro dominance just better? Yeah, because it's an instant, and you can cast an insurrection like f- maybe from your hand as part of electro dominance's like resolution. You deal eight damage to something, and then because it's an instant, you can stop an alpha strike, and you steal all the creatures. Maybe you run them both because after you electro dominance, your insurrection, so you don't get attacked. Oh no, because I think I think then the uh, the insurrection goes to your exile, not your graveyard. It's I don't good, know. Yeah. It's a good card anyway. We'll play with it. You probably run them both. I'm excited to see where I can fit it into my storm deck on X equals one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next card. I'm a big fan of this one, as I'm sure everybody who's read the spoilers is aware. In Krenko Tin Street Kingpin. Yeah, this is Krenko 2.0. Yeah, dude, he's a 1-2 for 3. Whenever he attacks, you put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on him. Then you get a number of goblins equal to his power. He's not as good as Krenko Mob Boss, but he's good. Yeah, we were um, lamenting on Krenko Mob Boss in that he gets rocked just every time. Like, everybody is so scared of him because he's exponential. He doubles, 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 doubles. He can take over a game easy. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't remember or is unfamiliar, he's a 4-drop 3-3. You tap him to make a goblin token for each goblin you control. Yeah, so it, it can be 1 or it can be 40. Yeah, if if he is your only goblin, you tap to make a goblin. And then you tap to make 2 goblins next turn. Then you make 4 goblins, 8 goblins, 16 goblins, right? Yep. If you can untap him repeatedly, he makes a ton of goblins. Um, this costs he's, 1 less mana, yep. attacks, and then you get a... Uh, plus one, plus one counter on it, then you create. So when he attacks, you're immediately going to get two goblins. Yeah. I think he should have had haste, honestly, but he's he's okay. He'll get some play. I'll play him. I'll buy him. I'll, I'll run him in some cards. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's fine. fine. What about uh, what about your uh, Neheb Death Horde champion? I think that this guy's good. 
5 4 for 4 with Trample. Whenever he deals combat damage to a player or a planeswalker, you may discard any number of cards if you do draw that many cards and add that much red to your pool. So he has to deal damage, which is different than Cranko, but you can just like ditch like the dead cards in your hand ditch the dead stuff draw new stuff and then you can play it with the mana that he made yeah that's cool that's a cool ass card man we got a Mizium tank is uh kind of like it's the red vehicle for this set and it's kind of like uh, your kiln fiend you yeah. cast an instant or source or no a non-creature spell and it gets plus one plus one till end of turn it crews itself by you playing spells it's it's a cool card yeah although you, it's a it's a shitty rare that's a shitty rare. Oh, it's rare. Yeah, that's a is shit it? Yeah, rare. it kind of is. That's a shitty rare to open. Yeah, you know what? Here's the two cards in the set that I'm actually, or one of them for sure, that I'm the most excited about. And it's a, it's a shitty-ass common. Ooh. Burning Prophet. Red, one, human wizard, one, three. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, Burning Prophet gets plus one, plus one. No, sorry, plus one, plus zero until end of turn. Then scry one. That is really cool. Scry one. Again, Degenerate, Dirtbag, Ryan, CEDH, Zada. That card just, like, it It totally just makes the deck hum. Every time I cast something, I just scry one. You know how good that is for combo decks? It's not bad. Yeah. Let's say, let's say it like that. And uh, last red card I got here, Honor the God Pharaoh. Sorcery, red, two. As an additional cost to cast it, you discard a card. Then you draw two cards and amass one. It's fine. Does it have a place somewhere? Yeah, you 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 ditch a crap card. It's kind of like Faithless Looting, but you have to have the card equity before you cast it. But then you get a creature after. That's fine. That's good. Yeah, it's not a bad card. It's not a bad card at all. Let's check with the greens. Greens. How about that Nisa who shakes the world? Oh, I like her. Ooh, I baby. like her. She's a five mana walker for five. Your forests add an additional green, which is really cool. You can make your what is it? You can make your land into 3-3 three, three dudes by putting counters on them, or you get an emblem with your lands are indestructible, right? Sure. And you can search your library for any number of forest cards, put them into play tapped. Oh, yeah. You know what? She's a mana doubler, and if you plus her, you're actually weakening yourself to uh, creature sweepers. But then if you can minus eight her, you're just going to win. So you just get all the land from your deck. Now, we were, gonna, we were talking off the show, could Planeswalkers ever be your commander? No. And here's what, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there for people who are playing Oathbreaker too. Hold on. Specifically. Unless they say they can be your commander. Yeah, that. Yeah, I play, <laughs> I play Windgrace. But here's the thing. Nisa who shakes the world in Oathbreaker. What if your, is your signature spell, does it have to be instant or sorcery? Because I was told it could be an enchantment. So, I don't know, actually. Nisa who shakes the world. Following the doubling season that you already have access to, win the game. <laughs> yeah. That's there you go. That's I, why that format is terrible. I think it's instant or sorcery. And I came up with that right now. Shots fired again. Yeah, man. I'm taking. Jeez. I'm doing it. I'll play the. I'll play the format. I'm going to build a deck to play with the dude bros. Well, yeah. But I don't like it. I don't like it. Hmm. I don't like it. There it is. All right, let's keep going. I, you know what? I uh, I think that a lot of the green. I just want to talk about uh, Zhang Yang Wu. Life Wildcrafter? Wildcrafter? I don't... What, however you say his name. Three loyalty, three uh, mana planeswalker. Each creature you control with a plus one counter on it has tap, add one mana of any color. So anything that's buffed is a Birds of Paradise. That's cool. And you can minus him to buff a creature. 
Jang Yang Wu dog hipster. Yeah. That's all we're going to say. Let's let's go God Eternal Rowanus. Ronus. Crater Hoof Behemoth 3. Yeah, green green 3 for a 5-5 five, five death touch. Enters the battlefield, you double the power of each other creature you control until end of turn, and they gain Vig. And if he dies, you put him third from the top so you can do it again. That's crazy. Yeah, so you go Crater Hoof, Pathbreaker Ibex, um, God Eternal Ronus. I think you go Overwhelming Stampede, Triumph of the Hordes, and Overrun, and Garrick the Fister. No, Kamal the Fister. Kamal the Fister. And Garrick Wildspeaker. They all do. Oh, yeah. Just all do in it. the same deck. Yeah, Just you want to you want to get fisted by a bunch of rhinos? Overrun Tribal. That's what that deck's called. Yes! Overrun <laughs> Tribal! Arc of Tribal 2.0. No, Overrun Tribal. See, well, you know what we're talking ourselves into right now? We're going to do an arc where we build a deck that's a tribal of a sorcery. Yeah, tribal that isn't a tribe. Yeah, Overrun Tribal and Lightning Bolt Tribal. And, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know what I like? Uh, Awaken... Awakening of Vitugazi, five mana, put nine plus one plus one counters on a land. What if you just put it on um, Ink Moth Nexus and just <laughs> <laughs> ruin somebody's day with that infect <laughs> at instant speed? Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's dirty, but I like it. Yeah, what else we got? Um, Everybody's hard over Vivian's Arcbow. Everybody knows about that card. F it. Let's just keep going. Yeah, that's a good one. I like how they fit giant growth into this set. Me too. Yeah, that's Let's good. talk about Brando's favorite card from this set. Can we talk about my favorite card from this set? Is it Primordial Worm? It is not Primordial oh. Worm. Is it Ward Scale Crocodile? Not that either. Damn it. What is it? Evolution Sage. Oh, yeah. I love that card. It's hey. a 3-2 for green 2 whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control. Proliferate. I don't even really have a deck that uses Proliferate, and I love this card. Well, what about Windgrace? Well, yeah, there's Windgrace. Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> I also play Atraxa, but shut up, Ryan. Yeah, dude. That the is... point is, that, that guy's awesome, and he's uncommon. He's uncommon. That's fine. You're going to see him in drafts of this set, this Planeswalker heavy set, and th- there's gonna you're going to see him. Yeah, it's probably good, and it's probably like, good in Planeswalker a, dot set. He is a good-ass card. I just like him a lot. He opens yeah. up a lot of cool everything. I, I like him. I like him. You know what I like? If, th- if that's your green... Whatever, this is mine. This is Pollen Bright Druid. 1-1 one, one for green one. When it ETBs, plus one on target creature or proliferate. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's fine. It's good. It's pretty neat. It's good. What are we on here? Uh, we're moving on to... We're into the multicolored. Maltese. Hey, um... Do we talk about Nick Bolas Dragon God or we just assume everybody's seen it and just move on? I think that we say that his plus is like the best ability that was ever on a Planeswalker. What's it do, Ryan? Uh, his plus is plus one, draw a card. Each opponent exiles a card from their hand. That's awesome. Oh, uh, or a permanent they control. If they, it's, yeah. It's awesome. It's good. Yeah. He's he's just good. His Ooh. his static, though. He has the activated abilities of all other planeswalkers in play. And then his minus eight, each opponent who doesn't control a legendary creature or planeswalker loses the game. I think, like... You land him. His minus three is destroy target creature or planeswalker. So yeah. I think you land him, and then you've got like a couple turns. People got a couple turns to like get their commanders and stick their commanders. Yeah. Right? And like once he's at eight, you could just go like Wrath of God minus eight win. That's probably fine. It takes, it's like four turn setup and like two cards. That's, yeah, it's, that's it's, a pretty hefty. It's very good. Yeah. Another card everybody's talking about, Niv-Mizzet Reborn. He's the new Wooberg 
Planeswalker, not Planeswalker, new Wooberg General. I think lots of people are going to play him. He gets you, he encourages you to play spells of multiple colors. Oh, That's, yeah. And you know what? F.U. Evan actually brought this up to me the other night is uh, he references color pairs. It's the first time it's ever happened. Neat. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. A, a color pair would be like... Boros. Yeah. Jeez. Couldn't, couldn't think of one. Yeah. Not three colors, only two. They have to be exactly those. Yeah. But you could play him and draw 10 if you're real lucky. Yeah. If you are playing five color mono two drop... No, you could... I am one two drops with um, scroll rack. Got there. I'm a hundred percent gonna play this guy and do nothing but cards that cost two different colors. Yeah, and, I, and I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be a fun deck. Lots of people are gonna build him, I know, but they're all gonna be cool, and I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, are you excited for a Tezzeret Master of the Bridge being the uh, buy a box promo? No. Oh, it's a good card. It's a very good card. I I That's think why I might... probably should have been in the set and not on top of the goddamn box. I'm going to the store and pre-ordering my box after we record this <laughs> to, and i'm gonna get one is where, where i'm going with that what about living twister i know that you like that one yeah, i'm pumped for that one that one's going into my angry omnath deck it's a two five for red red two red red two a, red red green a two five for red red green yeah what's going on here and you can tap red one chuck a land card it deals two damage to any target or you can tap a green to return a tapped land i control to my hand so late Late game, you just tap all your green and return them, and then use all your, all your red to kill somebody. I was thinking it's I a could, good finisher, isn't it? I was thinking during the middle of the game when I can play ten land, I go tap my Gaia's Cradle, put it back, play it again, tap it again, put it back, play it again, tap it again, put it back. Oh, oh yeah, you have to be able to play a bunch of land in a turn. Right? Yeah, that, but that's that's where it's going for me. That's what I'm gonna do with Living Twisters. I'm gonna use my Gaia's Cradle to make a billion zillion mana. Yeah, that's actually cool. And then do actual Brando stuff like play Genesis Wave. Yeah. What do? You, how do you feel? What? Speaking of Gaia's Cradle, how do you feel about Roll Reversal? Red, blue, blue, sorcery, exchange control of two target permanents that share a permanent type. I love it. That's actually cool. I really like that card a lot. I give you my whatever, my basic, and I take your Gaia's Cradle. Yeah. Or I, whatever, you have Omnath, and I give it to somebody else, and I get nothing, but you don't have it, and you have something from somebody else. Yeah. That's kind of a weird card. It's a it's a great card. I, I I'm actually looking forward to playing with it. And the flavor on it is amazing. Like you just look at it and read the flavor text. It's very funny. It's got a sphinx that's doing goblin stuff and a goblin that's doing sphinx stuff. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. The goblin's sitting there like a like a like a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> there, I made that dog hipster joke. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh dang. How about a time wipe? Yeah, hey. Is that the one? That's the one. That is a f- is that 5? It's it's blue, white, white, 2. Is that 5? That's 5. That's 5. Bounce a creature you control and then destroy all creatures. Whew. Yeah, what? Yeah, that's, that's it's like the guy that like he gets airlifted in in a helicopter Boom. and he lands on the ground and he puts the bomb down and the helicopter flies away <laughs> and he blows everybody up. That's sick. Super good. I like that lots. I like Solar Blaze, too. Each creature deals damage to itself equal to its power. It, again, shows that cool spaceship. That is is exactly what you described, right? Yep. And that is a sweeper that is very red at heart, right? I wish that it wasn't also white, because then I could play it in uh, Noran, specifically. Stuff that plays uh, Repercussion. 
Yeah. That'd be good. You know, everybody's talking about a new Teferi for for every god dang format. Uh, White, blue, one, four loyalty. Each opponent can only cast spells anytime they could cast a sorcery. So there's another Teferi that goes with your knowledge will combo. And also goes with um, the, the, the new Lavinia. Right. So now you've got Lavinia, Teferi... Time Raveler and Tefri Mage of Zalfir to go with your Knowledge Pool combo. It's the worst. Wow. My God. Yeah. Uh, anyways, his plus one is until your next turn, you may cast sorcery cards as though they had flash. And his minus three is return up to one target artifact creature or enchantment to its owner's hand. Then you draw a card. Do you do his plus one just so that you can cast Time Warp in between two of your opponent's spell, two opponents just to screw with them? Uh, you could. Because you could do that, right? It's you like could, taking an yeah. extra turn after this. It's like, ah, no, I'm going to take a turn before your turn, you asshole. It's like, no, F you, Evan. Your turn's going to be too long. I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah. I want my turn now. <laughs> I want my turn now. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah, for sure. Hey, how about this? How about this new Feather the Redeemed, hey? People are going nuts, and I understand why. People are going insane over this card. Apparently, she's a big deal in the lore. I don't really remember who she is. And you know what? I'm I'm fine to let everybody else talk about her she's a boros general that does not necessarily boros stuff and i'm fine with that aka card advantage yeah that's as that's as far as i go on her i'm not as hard on her as some other people are i know that she's great but i if i open one i'm gonna immediately trade her to me maybe yeah um my my actual note i'll read it verbatim would love to build feather the redeemed but i think i'll let that one cool off first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the same same reasons that you said. She's great. She's 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 sweet, but uh, I'll, I'll just leave it for a while. Mayhem Devil is pretty cool. See Mayhem Devil? Whenever a player sacrifices a permanent, Mayhem Devil deals one damage to anything. Yes, I like that one. And um, of the same kind of thing, um, if that's like a goblin bombardment on a two-color creature, I like Cruel Celebrant. It's a two-color Zulaport Cutthroat uh, Vampire. I like that art too. Yeah, she's a pretty lady. I like that. Yeah, that is cool. She got like a fan for a head. <laughs> Speaking of cool arts, Brando's new playmat that he wants. New Brando playmat, Death Sprout. I don't even care what the spell does. I don't even know. I didn't the, read it. Dude, the spell's good. Is it good too? Yeah, here I'll, I'll read it to you. Tell me if it's good. Okay. okay Green, okay. black, black, one. Sounds terrible. Instant. Better. Better than being a sorcery. Destroy target creature. Ooh. Yeah. Search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle. Oh, I like that. Okay. It's good. good. It is good. It, and costs, that, it costs four. But so does Mwavi Acid Moss. Does the same thing. Kills a creature, finds a forest. Or kills a land, finds a forest. It's fine. Yeah. This I, is a good card. And it's I, a great art on it. I, I love like that. Uh, Neoform too. Sorcery has an additional cost. Sack a creature for uh, green blue. Search your library for a creature card. With converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost. And uh, and it comes in with a freaking plus uh, one plus one yeah. counter. And it comes out with a counter. Of course it does. Yeah. Counter. But you are limited to exactly like one plus the creature's converted mana yeah. cost. And that so. totally crippled birthing pods. So yeah, that's a, that's a good. That's, yeah, totally. Cards totally Totally medium. cripples any CEDH deck that's going to run it. <laughs> what are we on here? Are we going to do some artifacts? Do some arties. There's not very many of them. Uh, there's a Firemind Vessel. It's a... It's some a, some it's a non-colored ones, right? Because we touched on Vivian's Bow, Mizium Tank, Bolus's Citadel, Silent, Submersible, and uh, what do you call it? Parhelion 2? Yeah, man. So there's Firemind's Vessel. It's a rock. 
God Pharaoh statue going straight into stacks. Caught, makes your opponent's spell cost two more. Iron Bully. You said that people who are just kind of building janky Animar will probably throw yeah, them in there. Bad Animar players will play it because it gives you a free counter once Animar has three counters. But if you have three counters on Animar, you can just win. So don't play this card. And then the other one is Sahili Silverwing. It's a 2-3 flyer for four when Sahili Silverwing enters the battlefield. Look at the top card of target opponent's library. That's weird. Whatever. It's who, fine. Who cares? Thanks for coming out, Artifacts. Let's talk about some land. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, here, let me. Let you you took those ones. Let me take this one. Okay. You've got Karn Bastion. Karn's Bastion. That's the proliferate land. You've got Mobilized District. It, makes a, it turns into a 3-3. Three, three. And it costs one less for each legendary you control. You've got Interplanar Beacon. Whenever you cast a Planeswalker, gain a life. You can add mana of any color to your mana pool for Planeswalker spells. And you've got the one that gives all your spells flash until end of turn. Those are all good. Play them in the appropriate EDH decks. Get your foils. Yes, they are excellent. Now, we were having this promo. Uh, promo. We were having this conversation, actually, before we started recording the show. Looking at the... We have uh, two of each basic spoiled so far. Officially, yeah. You know what? We don't see the um, panoramic view of all of the sparks flying towards Bolas's Citadel. Those are the, like, that's another basic art that we know exists. Yeah, but these ones here, I don't know. I was, now that we've talked about it, I think I like them more. Looking at them just as land cards, I think that they're just not, they're not what I like. They're not the art that I like they're, outside of the They're stack. not traditional Ravnica basics, which um, I think traditionally have been very popular. And they're not very um, traditional in terms of this mountain looks like a mountain. Yeah, one of them is a like a tower, and one of them has rocket ships on it. Obelisks with water coming out. I don't know who approved that art. It looks like rocket ships, and I'm wearing glasses, so I can see now. It looks like, yeah. It looks like a rocket ship. It's a rocket ship. This is this was my rebuttal to Brando, and, and I and it's a good one. I think I convinced him. The basics set the stage for whatever set we are in, and when there is a prolific moment in the story, like there is in War of the Spark, the basics do an even better job of filling in the gaps. On one of the planes, there is like. Uh, battalions or ranks of Eternals. I know this because there's squares of what look like army formations and they are kind of colored blue. So I know that they're Eternals. On the other planes, it's a messed up city where they all screwed up all your shit, right? There's like the planar beacon on one of the mountains, I think. Islands. Or the islands. Like, I don't know. That's like the, that's like the hollowed fountain. That's, that's something with that symbol there. It lets me know that that's important in the story. Right? Um, Bolus's citadels on one of the mountains. It's also on one of the swamps with all of the sparks floating towards it. We, when we combine the, the picture on the basics with all the sparks floating towards Bolus's citadel, we, we can tie that to that really awesome trailer that they released and know that like Nicol Bolas is up there and he's collecting all the sparks and that ties into his card where he, uh, he can use all the Planeswalker abilities, right? So the basics really fill in some of the gaps in all of the different media mediums that we can take the story in. Um, pictures on cards, trailers, written stories, and you know, like pictures on basics. I dig it. And I mean, for that reason, I'm going to give these lands a pass. I still, I think that after the outside of this set, I'll be like, I probably won't play those. I'll probably stick with my Time Spiral yeah, slash yeah. Shadowmore ones. 
Those but are all dark and ugly, though. No, they're awesome. Those ones suck. Those are great. Give me, give me some, give okay. me some. I don't know. They're the some. ruins. They're the aftermath of all the magic story that you like. That is, is what true. Time I was going to say, give, give me the invasion ones. A, that's my favorite set. B, awesome art direction. Yeah. Um, C, see, they're the best. They're because they're old Porter. F you, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that they're cool. I'm excited to see what the other two do. Now that we've had this conversation, I'm actually pumped to see what the other basics look like. And that's pretty cool. I'm excited for basic land. Yeah, that's, man. I mean, that's that's, cool. that's the beauty of the game, right? Not only is the game beautiful because, like, it's got so much great art, the art tells a story, and um, I, I think I think that I think that even you are are starting to a little bit feel the war of the spark story because it's it's actually pretty epic. I do like how they're doing the because even somebody that isn't up on the story and doesn't have time to catch up on the story like me, I'm getting it because I I read the spoilers every day and it's yep. like, oh, I understand the angels came in. They put the Eternals back on their heels. So Bolus needed to bring out something else. So he rose the gods from Amonkhet oh, yeah. to and fight there, the angels Oh, yeah, and there's actually off. a card called, like, God Enter the God Eternals or whatever. Like, he brought them in to, like, start raising them to the ground or whatever, right? Yeah, it's so gonna like, be sick. you can follow it just by kind of having a very basic understanding of what's going on, which I do, and then you just kind of read the spoilers. I really enjoy that. and I'm ha- I hope Wizards continues spoiler seasons like this in the future because it's yeah, really man. cool yeah we are so not flavor guys i i i pretty much rely on all of the story to be pieced together from my knowledge of magic's past because i used to read all the novels and so did fug off and now i rely on fu evan for everything else yeah, just, evan has to tell just, me everything just make sure i know what the story is by piecing together what the dude bros tell me yeah, i followed it for a little bit and then i just i disliked jace so much i stopped Jace actually chased me out of magic lore. I did not. I hate oh, that in a character. You know, and that's that's too bad because I'm I'm starting to as I like the War of the Spark story, the crescendo of it all more and more. I'm starting to go backwards in time to fill in the gaps in like why is this? Why does Liliana have the chain veil? Why did? How come this is a thing? When did I miss that? Right? And I'm starting to like it more, even if the characters are fundamentally flawed a little bit, like. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's part of the beauty of it is is they're all so hard tied to a specific color that they have to be they have flaws built into them. Yeah. Right. And that's it's hard to write a character like that. Maybe maybe we give them credit because they're they did eventually what is turning into a good job. Me. Despite having flawed characters. It's fine. It's fine. It was built not to fail, so I'm fine with it. But that's there we go. CCO Nation, did we miss any cards? Were we wrong about any cards apart from the the Bitter Blossom that I totally misread? <laughs> and I'll I'll wear that one. Um, well, I guess what is what does everybody want to get out of it? What do they want to see? What do they like? Yeah, what do you like? Let us know on Discord. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know anywhere that you can get a hold of us. All of the social media coordinates are on commandercookout.com. You can check us out there. You can leave us a comment. You can hit us an email. You can hit us up on Twitter. Let us know whether you are as excited for some of the jank garbage that's coming out in this set as we are. And uh, maybe we'll make a little list and we'll come back at we'll come back at you in our new arc of the audience, the revenge. Coming at you on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Yeah.